Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we're back. Hey, Julie, it's April 1st, 2021. Yes. Happy and, April Fool's Day. And by the way, how is it that you haven't tried to fool me with anything today? <laughs> it's because every time I think about it, I remember the time that you had me convinced that you had, what was it, a miniature donkey or a horse or something on the way named Buttercup a few years ago. <laughs> and you had like emailed all my friends and posted on Facebook. And I had forgotten it was April Fool's Day. And that was when we were living in Texas. So it was totally believable. Buttercup was a mini horse. That's right. It was a made up, it was a made up mini horse. And I, that and was a good one. And we had two mini cows. So yes. listeners, when we lived in Texas, we had this little, guess what, mini ranch. <laughs> right. <laughs> North of Boston. Because yeah. we're from Ohio and a ranch to us is still five acres. But in Texas, it was definitely a mini ranch. So this was a little play ranch we bought. And we bought two little mini cows. And if you don't know what a mini cow is, just Google Highland Dexter cows. There's these cows that essentially they're, I don't know how to describe them other than they're maybe a quarter the size of a normal cow. Now they have all the cow attitude you'd think they'd have. Yeah. And, and they're they, still 800 pounds a piece. And they have massive horns. But here's the cool part. In really cold weather, which maybe after this last Texas winter, uh, these cows naturally develop long hair that then basically turns into dreadlocks. So just <laughs> Google. So if, you want, if you want to see the funniest looking critter ever, just Google Highland Dexter cows. You know, let's now that we're on this. And by yeah. the way, this is not the topic for today's podcast. Today's podcast is 12 <laughs> questions to get you back on track. First quarter review. But I want to finish our cow story. Yes. All right. So I had the notion that we should get some mini cows because we had our daughter and we wanted her to basically, you know, we had, she had some yeah. chickens and, you know, five the whole acres thing. to populate. Right. And we were wanting her to have some, you know, experience basically knowing how to take care of animals that has to go, you know, towards someone's character in the long run in a positive Hopefully. way. Yeah. That was the idea. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we went, I did some ho- uh, some homework and did some searching. And of course, this was my idea, not Julie's, <laughs> because she never would have thought, well, let's, get some, let's get some mini cows. So I found out this lady, this, this uh, breeder of these Highland Dexter mini cows. And there was one that was, you know, down the road, as they say in Texas, probably like five hours away. But she had a whole bunch of these little guys and she wanted to, you know, she obviously sold them. She showed them. I know. Sounds insane. She but there you them go. to movie sets. Okay. So we're not making any of this up. This is actually life in Texas. We could tell you guys about the gorilla too, but I don't we'll think. We'll save that for Sunday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, so um, I, I message her and I get the conversation started. And yes, she's got a couple of cows. Their names were Brownie and what was the other James. one? Brownie and James. And um, so I got the conversation started, handed over to Julie. And so then, you know, we pay her for these cows. There wasn't that much money and the cows get delivered. And we know nothing about cows, like nothing. less than nothing. And, you know, do we pet them? What are you supposed to do? I mean, what do you do with a cow? All we knew is they liked sweet potatoes. Yeah, they like sweet potatoes. A and, lot. And actually, we learned um, how to get them to come to us when we called them, which was pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. And I could do the cow uh, bellow now, but uh, no. all probably 50,000 of you would stop listening, so I'm not going to do yeah. that. Uh, so anyway, we got these cows, and we thought both these cows were bulls. And again, we're not like looking under the, you know, the hood to see what the, you know, so we're assuming this lady sold us two boy cows because that's what she told us. And well, they both had horns. So and they both had horns, right. Different. Yeah. And they both had, you know, 
big badass cow latitudes, you know, you know, they thought they were like a thousand pound. Well, I guess they were. They thought they were three thousand pound cows. They break it, break out of their fence all the time. And when they chase Julie, each other, they chase the chickens. They would chase me if I had sweet potatoes. That's right. And when Julie and I were in the house oh working occasionally, one of the cows, after he busted through the fence, would just come up to the window and just stare at us. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we're hilarious. But so, long story short, we you know get the notion that we're going to move to Puerto Rico. This is over two years ago, like two and a half years ago, and uh, we had these really good friends and um, many, many really good friends in Georgetown, Texas. But the Connellys, and they had this beautiful ranch that was about an ways from ours, and they. They are real true Texans, so they you know knew some things that we didn't know. Um, we gave them Zoe's chicken coop, and we also gave them these two cows. Well, they assumed they were boy cows too, because listen to me, boy cows. They assumed <laughs> that they were bulls too, because that's what we told them. You know, yeah. they loaded them up, dropped them off. They had this big fenced-in area. The cows are out there. Well, it turns out one of them is a girl, and it turns out Indeed. it turns out that basically we might have calves that are coming like any day now. Did I tell you that part? Yeah. Yeah, she's pregnant again. <laughs> so, but we named these cows, we renamed them from James and Brown. We named them from, uh, renamed them to Zeus and Apollo. And on the gate of this uh, little ranch we had, we put caution attack cows. It was all a joke, you know, but anybody outside of Texas would have thought it was real, you know? Yeah. So anyway, that was our it adventure. It was mostly a joke because they, they definitely would run you down for sweet potatoes. Yeah, they would. Yeah. They'd follow you so, around, and yeah. if you if you uh, if you had sweet potatoes and you didn't feed them, but they knew you had them, they would walk up to you and they'd headbutt you. And they, like I said, they were they were Quite really serious. cute cows, though, honestly. Yes. But anyway, that goes to the point that we were definitely not ranchers. No. And if you any we of you tried it. if any of you need us to help you sex a, a you know a, a bovine, we're not your guy. No. <laughs> we can't do it. <laughs> definitely not. And and uh, Justin Celeste Connolly, we apologize for basically leaving. Uh, maybe it's going to end up being a lot of cows with you. Oh, and just the. Rest Record, we do make the kindly send us pic, uh, proof of life pictures because being that they're Texans, you know, everything ends up as a you know and barbecue. Since they have real cows that, you know, let's just say get on the truck now and then. Yeah. So, <laughs> so these had to be, they, yeah. these have a life sentence of being, pets. Stri- of being strictly pets. Okay. I don't know. How'd we get on that? So that's, that's, I can't top that oh. for April Fool's. I haven't been able to come up with anything. You mean buttercup the horse? Yes. Yeah, so I have to do better planning next year. But you know what? There was some truth to that, though, because mm-hmm. I was trying to get Zoe a mini horse. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name? The author that we had on one of our events. Remember? Uh, I, yeah, I can't Yeah, yeah. So he name. had a mini horse that I was trying to uh, – what was it, a mini donkey or mini – I think it was a mini donkey. Yeah. Yeah, he had a mini donkey I was trying to buy. Is that Ryan Holiday? Ryan Holiday, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So he had a ranch in Texas, too, and yeah. he had this little mini uh, – but then he sent me this video mm-hmm. of this mini donkey following around this other donkey and, like, playing with this dog. And I said, dude, I cannot buy that little donkey and keep him away from his buddies. No. So you're no, – I'm so sorry. So we escaped it. Yeah, exactly. We <laughs> Otherwise, you would have had a mini donkey, a mini horse, too many cows. Oh, my gosh. And all those chickens. <laughs> all those chickens. I do miss the chicken eggs. Those were really good. Oh, yeah, they were. Okay. Yeah. So moving ahead. Moving ahead. I, on a side note, one of our friends who lives in the neighborhood next to us, which is absolutely ruled by a homeowners association gated golf course, is traditional neighborhood. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Hannah. Okay. Yeah. Somehow they've been able to get away with chickens and bunnies in their backyard. <laughs> so as you often say, it's better to have a friend with a boat than own a boat. I think it's better to have friends with chickens and bunnies than have to take care of them. Yeah. So it yeah. does lend to um, a little kid's character having to take I care think of so things. Too. Yeah. I mean, when we made Zoe go out there and rake out the, you know, we did make her because she never wanted to do it. We make her go out and clean up after the chickens and, you know, feed yeah, the cows the behind eggs. the fence. Yeah, yeah. Those are good character building things. So that was our trip down April Fool's Road. And uh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, yeah. we apologize for the diversion. And so we're now going to. Sl- 
flip a switch and get back to real estate coaching radio. Back to reality for and, all of you. And again, guys, thank you for continuing. I say this as I laugh. Mm-hmm. Thank you for continuing to make this the number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. Um, this podcast, we had uh, 60,000 downloads on March uh, 30th. And our goal has always been to get 100,000 downloads a day, which will make it one of the, you know, this is what's really crazy. Ready, listeners? Uh, right now, our, this podcast that you're listening to, believe it or not, is one of the most listened to and downloaded podcasts in the world. We're right now at top, uh, what was it, top 0.045% of all podcasts. There's believed to be close to 2 million podcasts. And in the education space, we're number 26. And overall podcasts, we're something like 850. That's incredible. And it's all because of you guys. And hopefully it's because of the content that, well, obviously it's because the content we're providing is making a difference in your business and personal lives. So it is April 1st. It's the start of the second quarter. A lot of you are just getting back into the real estate business officially, you know, and that you're deciding that you're going to really drill down. There's a lot of agents that basically work from this time of year to basically the end of October, and then they check out. Mm-hmm. And that's just the cycles of real estate in most parts of the country. It sort of follows the weather, really, mostly. Um, so one of the things that we have written down, and one of the things we do this with all of our twelve, uh, with all of our coaching clients, is we ask them these twelve questions to basically really help them to focus in on where they are in the year and whether they're on track, whether they're behind, or whether they're ahead of where their goals are. And why? The, the, yeah. yeah, and why exactly? So what we're going to do today, I think we'll probably do half this today, half this tomorrow, is we're going to drill down on the questions, and I want you guys to write these questions down, ask them or answer them for yourself, and we'll help you with some of the answers too, based on some of the things we've heard over the last two decades of coaching agents that maybe, you know, will uncover some things lurking in shadows to help you clear out the cobwebs of your thinking and really make the most of what is going to be, what is probably the best housing boom uh, in the history of, you know, at least the United States. Now, before we get to point number one, I also want to remind you, um, if you don't have a specific way of knowing whether you're ahead, behind, or, uh, um, or on track, it's simply because you don't have a real estate treasure map. You don't have your business plan completed, which, by the way, point number one is, do you follow a business plan or do you have your business plan completed? It's not too late for you to complete your business plan. We've made it about as easy as we possibly could, and it costs you absolutely nothing. Right now, while you're thinking about it, open up the SMS app on your phone and text 2021 to this phone number, 855-685-1045. Text 2021 to 855-685-1045. And when you do, we're going to text you back a link. And that link is going to allow you to download um, a book called The Real Estate Treasure Map. The Real Estate Treasure Map is a simply our fill-in-the-blank business plan. Now, I want to warn you, this is not just some wimpy one-pager. And if that's what you're looking for, chances are you're probably not that serious about your business if I'm just cutting through it. You want to complete a real drilled down, think about, look at all the finances, look at all the, you know, really something to challenge yourself in the way you think about your business and your potentiality. This is business and personal life uh, plan. And all you've got to do is text 2021 to 855-685-1045. I'll say it slower. Text 2021 to 855-685-1045, and we're going to immediately text you back a link to download the Real Estate Treasure Map, Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate, which is the best book for mindset, and a bunch of other uh, freebies as well. But do that urgently, and if you've not completed your 2021 business plan, this is your opportunity to do it. And again, the business plan as you're going through it, it's going to be thought-provoking. It's going to ask questions. It's going to tell you- personalized. Right. It's going to tell you how to essentially take your 
way of thinking with regards to lead generation, with regards to finances. It's going to cut through everything. And like Julie just said, you're make, you're completing this. You're answering the questions. This is very personalized for you uh, and your family um, or you and your dog, right? <laughs> it's all good. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and text 2021 to 855-685-1045. And that was point number one, Julie. Indeed. So that's the easier point because point number two is, are you actually following it? So we've made your life easier by laying it out and, you know, it literally is a fill-in-the-blank plan. And many of you already have this. We talked to you about this fourth quarter. We talked to you about it at the beginning of the year. We remind you to do it. We give it to you. So many of our listeners and certainly our coaching clients have completed it. So that is question number one. That brings us to number two. Are you actually following it? Now, are you following it a little bit? Are you following it when you feel like it, when the sun is out, uh, you know, randomly? Or are you taking it really seriously? So that might be a place for you to underline, to circle, to recommit that you're actually following it. You took the time to put it together. Now you've got to follow it. Well, but that's, I often wonder, Julie, of all the gosh knows how many at this point people have downloaded the real estate treasure map, how many actually printed it, right? And then how many actually completed it? And then how many actually completed it with the whole thing, doing all the math, and then how many actually reflect back? Yeah, I almost had a question in here. Can Can you tell me right this second where it actually is? Right. Well, because here's the thing. This, How many pages is this thing it's when you lot. print it out? Like 70? Yeah, it's maybe even more than that because yeah. there's some reading involved. There's right. some education involved. We made it complicated on purpose because if you force yourself to uh, go through all the pages and complete all the questions and really complete this treasure map, you've now personally involved yourself to the point where you're going to uh, use it. And if it's just a one pager, those are the things that you end up in your yeah. circular file. But an actual treasure map that you've actually completed and you've actually invested the time. Well, it's it's asking you for financial questions, for example. You don't know those questions. You're going to go research them. You're mm-hmm. going to answer those. You're going to enter those questions in your treasure map. And the goal setting piece. Right. The whole thing is designed to force you to actually take it seriously. Because most of you, if we're being honest, I know just statistically, we gave we've given this to tens of thousands of agents over the years, and I bet you. As soon as you say, well, how many have actually printed it? I bet a thousand. How many have actually completed? I bet 500. How many actually completed at the highest level and didn't skip any pages or whatever? I bet you even as however many we've given those out, you're probably looking at 250 people ever. Statistically, and those are the people that are going to, those are the ones that ultimately are going to succeed at the highest level. And that, isn't that interesting how that's almost exactly like uh, how essentially success is dispersed, right? Yeah. It's there's not That's somebody dis, there's not somebody saying this one's going to be successful and this one isn't going to be successful. It, it despite what politics would have you believe, it's about the individual who's willing to put in the real work and really drill down and make themselves uncomfortable, make themselves do the extra effort. Because on the other side of that, you'll discover that's where all your answers are, and then you stop wasting time looking for easy buttons and hacks. Yes, but you've got to do the actual work. Read it. You know, we we talked to you about things like, you know, the difference between internal accountability, external accountability. We drill down on your finances. We talk about spokes in the wheel. We talk about your magic number. All of those things are in the treasure map. So point number three, are you on track ahead or behind what your plan calls for one quarter into the year? So that requires that you would know, are you on track ahead or behind where, where you actually should be for the year? Things like uh, how many deals you have pending, how much money you've brought in, what has your net been, where is it, you know, where is all that coming from? Being really tuned into what you've done one quarter in. So are you on track ahead or behind and why? So let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. If you are behind, do not give yourself a break. 
if you are behind in your treasure map and you're not on, you're basically not doing the numbers you're supposed to be doing, do not say, well, I'll make it up because you won't. So what you need to do is if you're just going to basically, if you've fallen behind with what your first quarter, what, what should have been your first quarter numbers, unless you amplify, increase the effort moving into second quarter, you're not going to catch it back up. What you're going to do is you're going to, you essentially, you're not working at a high enough pace. You're not producing enough results. You're not essentially bringing to the market what the market's willing to pay for at a high, in a high enough level. In other words, you're not essentially providing for potential sellers, as an example, what they're willing to pay for in skill set. You, are you proactively lead generating? Are you doing those types of things? So if you've fallen behind, whatever it was that caused you not to be on track based, you know, that you're falling behind on your first quarter, you're going to carry that same uh, essentially low level of moment, momentum into the second quarter, into the third quarter, and then you're going to have a crappy year. Unless you change your ways. You have to change your ways. You have to realize that if you're already behind where you should be, chances are that's just going to, that is negative momentum. Unless you hit that behavior with some massive like neutron bomb of course correction and really accepting the fact that you're slacking either educationally, either effort-wise, whatever it is, you're not doing something right. And that's the reason you've fallen behind your first quarter goals. What most people do is they'll give themselves a break. They'll say, you know what? It was a hard first quarter. It snowed a lot. And I'll just basically, no, you have to second quarter make up for where you slacked in the first quarter. Otherwise, it compounds. First quarter then carries that negative momentum carries into second. And by the time third quarter rolls around, you've given up on the year. Does that sound familiar, listeners? How many of you have done exactly that? So we're giving you permission to hit the hard reset and go ahead and get your treasure map if you haven't done it already. If you've done it but you're not following it, recommit to it and evaluate. Are you on track ahead or behind and why? So a lot of our listeners are actually ahead right now. And then maybe they're following the momentum of the market, which is fantastic. That is your job, is to take what the market's willing to give to you to the highest level. And if that's the case, what got you there? So that brings us to question number four. But it is worth mentioning that the, you do need to be mindful of what your coaches, Jules and I and all of our coaches are telling you, um, with regards to how the market's going to transition massively towards probably, I'd say, the end of this next or the quarter we're in now. There are going to be so many new licensees that are coming uh, online to compete with you for the buyers that if you're buyer dependent, if you're buying buyer leads, if you're in this whole buyer trough, you're going to have your butt handed to you as new agents enter in the marketplace. They're going to further basically you know, cause more noise with all these buyers who are already overloaded with agents wanting to do business with them. Lack of inventory, dropping commission rates. So again, if you've not, if you're falling behind and you're finding that the business is getting harder, I bet you both the, the things that are both true, or the, I'm sorry, I bet the one thing is true if you're falling behind and you're finding the market's getting harder is you're too dependent on buyers. The agents on the listing side of the business are having their best years ever and they're building momentum. You've got to realize you've got to take a hard pivot and seriously focus all your best energies every day on working with sellers. Yes. Okay. So brings us to question number four. This may end up being a two-day uh, show. Okay. Number four, what are you doing well that you must continue to do or do even more of? So let's help them yes. determine what that is. Okay. Um, here's a very simple uh, way of determining this. If you have had closing so far this year, uh, this is what you do. You write down the source of that business, and then you replicate whatever that source of the business was. As well as with their pendings. Is it, yeah. Right, and also with your pendings. If you haven't had any closing so far this year, go back into last year and source that source of business as well, or, and replicate that. But really what you're doing well, you have to think in terms of, you don't know what you're doing well if you're not, if you've fallen behind. You might think you're doing things well in anticipation of those things 
essentially creating business for you down the road. That is the very thinking that's going to cause you to have a bad year. You need to be more strategic and short-term thinking with the opportunities that are in front of you. Don't be falling, uh, don't believe that your best energies every single day should be uh, spent building brands or doing social networking and doing, you know, working on your CRM. Or your, you got to be focusing all your best energies right now on people that are ready to transact with you now. You got to know how to proactively lead generate those people, pre qualify those people, present to those people. That is where your focus should be. This is not the working on your business time of year, this is the working in your business time of year. So point number five makes a lot of sense after what you just said. What must you stop doing immediately? That would be things that would be work theater. Okay, so the stuff that appears to be work but is not actually paying off. So how do you run that through the filter? Well, you just rattled off most of it. What actually makes you money in real estate? You've got lead generation, furiously fast lead follow-up, pre-qualify, present, negotiate, close. And we find a way in pretty much every podcast to remind you of those things it is not all of the social media stuff that we're not saying don't do it. We're saying when you do it, it should be in support of the real work of real estate. Specifically, Julie and I's philosophy and the thing that's obviously resonating with millions of agents is the simple fact that you need to be proactive lead generation based and marketing enhanced. That means you have to start your essentially build your business around skills around doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Yes, I realize that is not a popular message, but it's also the truth. If you want to accomplish anything in life, you have to be w willing to do what other people aren't willing to do when other people aren't willing to do it at a level which they never can or never will. And so that is the whole idea behind proactive lead generation. The passive lead generation stuff is the thing that's going to make you broke. It is the thing that's going to make you fill your heart full of despair because you're not accomplishing the success that you were promised if you decide to do all the passive social networking stuff. Well, once you've heard our voices, once you've read our book, once you've become one of our coaching clients, you can't lie to yourself anymore and say that you weren't exposed to the truth about how to build a, you know, essentially a long-term real estate business. You can't lie to yourself and saying, well, I only knew how to do this social stuff because that's what everyone was telling me. Well, Julie and I have now told you the truth. It's up to you to decide to take action on it or not. Exactly. So... Point number six, what skill needs immediate improvement and what are you actually doing about it? One would uh, be led to believe that could be the listing skill, perhaps. Definitely. Uh, but for some cases, you know, I, I listen to a lot of, um, you know, prospecting calls, lead generation calls. Our clients send us stuff to listen to. And I would say, yes, everyone should be always working on their listing skills. But there's other things along the way, like how quickly you're following up on your leads. How, what are you actually saying in your lead follow-up? Well, Jules, that's what you just all said. All that kind of stuff. The, the key elements that you have to master in real estate, and this is all you ever get good at, you can be terrible at everything else. And I've had personal coaching clients that are exactly what I'm about to say, and they have been terrible at everything else. Mm -hmm. You have to be really good at proactive lead generation. You have to be really good at pre-qualifying. You have to be really good uh, at presenting. And then Julie would throw in there, you have to be really good at negotiating, right? But I'll say on the seller side of things, negotiating right now is just not that hard because you have so many offers. So negotiation is something that sort of takes care of itself. But the other three things, you have to proactively lead generate, you have to learn to pre-qualify, and you have to learn to present. If those are the three things you only get good at in a market like this, you're going to be right as rain. That's right. So which of those things, or for some of you, it may be all of those things, do you need an immediate improvement upon? Some of the obvious ones would be, you know, excuse me, being able to be proactive in the first place and not waiting for something to rain upon you, you know, praying to the real estate guys. Have you, Julie, honestly, <laughs> have you ever had even a very, very experienced and successful agent 
uh, uh, be so good at those things that there was absolutely no value you could bring to them with their ability to proactively generate no. pre-qualified percent, no, right? there's always things to work And on. I'll tell you what's more is the, yeah. the most successful agents that mm-hmm. we've coached, those are often the agents that basically are, are, have uh, blind spots to where they're terrible at proactively generation mm-hmm. pre-qualifying or presenting. I would agree those, with that. Those are the ones that when you get into their, you know, pretend I'm the seller, let's do a listing presentation, mm-hmm. let me hear what you say. I find some of the biggest dumpster fires when I go through that sure. with, with the most successful agents because they never learned it right in the first place. Right. Or they they have started to skip steps without realizing it. And, and they've also started, well, maybe long ago, they accepted that they are okay taking 60% of their listing appointments. Right. They have essentially, uh, they've com- come to uh, believe that they're not capable of getting 100%, which right. they are. Like they believe it's just a roll of the dice. They're either going to like me or they're not. You know, it's right. like personality-based versus skill-based. You're leaving so much money on the table and so much professional assistance that you should be giving people just out of out of skipping steps, laziness, or I think to your point, they never really learned it right in the first place. And that goes back to the, the secondary yeah. point, right? Mm-hmm. Pre-qualifying. If you yeah. don't, it's what you said, Julie, it's mm-hmm. in our book, Harris Rules. It continues to be a bestseller, almost 505, that's right, almost 500 five-star reviews on yeah. Amazon. It rhymes. Mm-hmm. So it's available at Barnes & Noble too, if you happen to have one of those. There's are no Barnes & Nobles in Puerto Rico, but nope. any of it, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so pre-qualifying is really important. Don't go if you don't know, is what Julie says in the book. And that simply means do not go on listing appointment unless you know what the seller thinks the house is worth, unless you know the seller, if the seller is interviewing anybody else, unless you know for sure what the seller's motivation is. If they're going to buy something with right. you or someone else. You have to know all these things prior to going, and that's what a really good pre-qualification script uh, will walk you through. Um, and it's in our coaching program, the way it works is when you have a seller lead, you pull when we want you to print these out. Like when it's basically the idea is you have red pages and blue pages, right? Mm-hmm. And when you have somebody call on that's a buyer, you can pre-qualify them using, you pull the blue page down. Here's all the questions. You just fill in the answers. Uh, red page, you just do the same thing. Reds are for sellers. And then you just go, it's a script. And then the, and you just ask all the questions. They don't know you're reading a script, but you know you're reading a script. A script is nothing other than a conversation outline that's basically designed to provide the desired result for you and the client. That's it. That's all a script is. So you're going through and you're asking all the questions, but when you follow our script, you're going to get so much more information out of that seller. And then obviously after that, we want you to send our pre-listing pack, which is customized for you as a coaching client. So that's the whole gist of how this whole thing works. And here's the thing will shock many of you. Becoming a listing agent is easier when you basically focus, follow one uh, course until successful. When you follow one course until successful, you'll discover that working with sellers, even though many of you have no clue what the first step is, is so much easier, especially in this market than working with buyers. You will, you're going to go through stages of, uh, of what's it called, mourning, mourning or stages of loss, stages of grief, when you're having to realize that you wasted so much time working with buyers and you could have made so much more money and had so much more freedom had you been focusing on sellers like we teach you in our coaching program. Absolutely. I think this is a good place for us to stop and because this has been so much for them to think about and digest and work on. And then we'll do the second half on tomorrow's podcast. So we've been talking about 12 questions to get you on track or ahead if you are behind, you know, be introspective about that. And I want to give them permission to do a hard reset on their year yep. and allow us to help you versus just saying, well, I guess this is going to be another weird year for me. You know, I said something at the top of this and I really didn't, I didn't want you guys to misunderstand. When I say be brutal with yourself, I really do mean that because everyone else in your life is telling you to basically give yourself a break. 
you've got to realize that really at the end of the day, everything in your life is nerfed up. Everything in your life yeah. and everyone in your life socially right now, the whole world is about stopping and smelling the roses. And the whole world is about essentially, oh, you don't want to put so much pressure on yourself. Well, you know what? Maybe you do. Maybe on the other side of that stress, the thing that everyone says you're supposed to be avoiding is everything you want. Because here's the magical thing about stress. You're designed for it. You're built for it. You're you're built for to handle so much more than what you're willing to allow yourself to experience. You and I realize that on the pursuit of these, you know, the goals that you're setting for yourself when you complete the real estate treasure map, you're not going to find too many people that are willing to actually commit to goal setting and life planning like you are. And that's okay. And along the way, when you're achieving things in life, when you start losing weight, when you start gaining wealth, when you start basically creating financial independence for yourself, you know, it takes longer than you think, which is another Harris rule. Everything you want in life basically takes about five times longer than you think it should take to earn or achieve. And that's not true with everything, but it's pretty much true. Um, you know what? You're still, the challenge you're going to have is once you're in pursuit of that, once you've created your real estate treasure map, once you're in action and you're building that positive momentum, it's that, that it's what happens when you're not seeing immediate results because you're, you're told in life that everything's supposed to be simpler than it is. And anything worth having is going to be way harder to achieve than you think it is and way harder than what, you know, essentially everyone in life is telling you it should take. And furthermore, you're going to make the mistake sometimes of staying on the wrong path for too long. So there's an old saying, it's called quitting. There's a difference between quitting and quitting while you're ahead. And going back to the questions that Julie just asked all of you, if you're doing something that's not producing 60 or 90 day results for you in the form of a paycheck, you need to not do it now because you're going to miss the market. You need to be spending all of your time right now, ideally in front of sellers, about listing their property, and you need to do that urgently. Don't give yourself any more hall passes. Don't say, I'll get started tomorrow. Don't say, I'll, you know, whatever, whatever, because you're going to lose the entire year. And that's the reason you see a lot of agents give up the end of October. And I'm, I'm talking to a lot of you right now. How many of you unofficially basically stop being active in real estate by the end of October? I can tell you we're looking at our podcast stats. I can <laughs> tell you disappear. I can tell you by the number of people that log into our website for our coaching program around Halloween for some reason. Uh, a lot of agents just basically unplug. And I know why. It's because they give up on their goals. They say, well, there goes another year. I didn't really have anything to show for it. I get motivated in January. I'll get, I'll start all over again. This year, it's going to be different. Yeah. And right? then January throws you a snowstorm and then it's going to be in the spring. Or maybe last year, it's a damn pandemic, right? <laughs> okay. So look, there always are going to be excuses yeah. not to do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do at the highest level. Why don't you stop giving yourself a hall pass? Why don't you stop being so damn nice to yourself? Why don't you start being intolerant, pissed off, you know, absolutely and completely uh, just outrage. outrage, thank you, that you are not moving towards the accomplishment of your goals in a meaningful way. On the other side of that pain, when you create enough inner tension or stress, you're going to then want to alleviate that feeling. And that only way you're going to alleviate that feeling is actually by doing what you said you were going to do. And what you do now is you get up to the point, well, I'm feeling stressed. Tim and Julie are telling me stressful things. I don't like what they're saying. And then how many of you right now are just like letting it go? You're not allowing it to manifest in yourself. You're not allowing yourself to feel that stress. But what happens if you did and then you work through it and then you accomplish the things you'd said you'd accomplish? Then you realize, guess what? You made it. You did it. You have the capacity for so much more than you're allowing yourself to yeah, experience then in this life. Rinse, repeat. Right. And last rule is when ordering cows, make sure you don't order... <laughs> 
<laughs> Otherwise, you, you might do find, a little research. You might find yourself that you are becoming an involuntary rancher. <laughs> exactly. So happy April Fool's Day, guys. If there's anything we can do for you, if you'd like Julie and I to be your personal sponsors at EXP, of course, we'd love to talk with you about that. Just text me directly, 512-758-0206. By the way, one of the number one things all of you should be doing is really, if you're in, an, if it's time for you to take a hard reset in your professional life, even your personal life, Moving over to XP Realty is a really good move for all of you. So if you're ready to have that conversation or if you're ready even uh, more to join EXP and you're looking for the right sponsor, because the right sponsor matters, text Julie and I directly at 512-758-0206. In the meantime, you guys have a fantastic day and we'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.